Welcome, Jubilee readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man, the best podcast to break down hard-hitting dialogue such as Get the Kid Down to ER. Find out if he's got medical insurance first, though. Here to provide analysis for that line, and so much more, is my friend Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? Uh, I think I ate too much for dinner, James B. And this guy that's worried about medical insurance, man, he is such a jerk. <laughs> Don't like Well, he's, he's not... Yeah, okay. I, th- the he, I think he's the worst villain we're going to see today, though. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Do you remember his name? Rodman? Rodman. Rod- <laughs> he's a doctor. It's not he's good that our worst villain, we can't remember the name of particularly well. But You said you ate too much. What'd you eat? Oh, I had lasagna. We've been so busy, actually. It's like lasagna, and then you just keep eating it for several days, which is no problem. Sure. Meat, sausage, cheese. What? What are you talking? Vegetable, Meat which I don't want to hear anything about. Spinach. Ew. Yeah, okay. ricotta cheese, mushrooms in there. I love mushrooms. Uh, nope, not interested. So good. <laughs> hard, hard pass on mushrooms too. You know, I'll eat spinach if it's the if it's the spinach like that you have in your regular salad, like the yes. cold spinach. I'll eat that every really? day, all day. I actually have it. I have it almost every day. But if it's the like I'm gonna cook it, no. <sighs> cook spinach is so good, James B. What? Jeez. It's gross. That's gross. Ah. Speaking of gross, we did a good job. We did a very good job with the last podcast. Let's see if we can scrape something together on this one here. See if we can jazz these books up because these books were not as amazing as they could have been. That is true, James. But we're going to make, Eddie, we're going to make this podcast amazing. And why don't you start us off with an exciting, enthusiastic intro. From... March of 1985, Stan Lee presents The Amazing Spider-Man 262, Trade Secret, by Bob Layton and Carlos Garzon. Hey, James B., how about this cover? Uh, it's like a guy with his mask off, but in real life, I, it, it's a reference to a failed Spider-Man movie. He's the stunt double that was for Spider-Man. Uh, very odd cover in 262. Where, did you Wikipedia this? I have no idea. What I you're did, about. yes. Oh. <laughs> I looked it up, it, it, but okay. it, it fits appropriately in this book. Yes, it looks like it's a real. It's not a drawn cover. It's, it's a, a real it's cover. Like a photograph of a person without a mask, a Spider-Man mask. Well, on. speaking of photographs, a sleazy tabloid photographer, Jake Jones, stumbles across Peter changing into Spider-Man at the airport. After snapping a photo of Peter's face, he tries to sell it to the criminal underworld who instead just want to take it from him because they don't want to pay a million dollars. Against his best interests, Spider-Man saves Jake and gets the negatives from him. <laughs> Being a sleazebag never pays. Uh, is there a villain in this book? I, I, I guess it's supposed to give us a, a, a state of the New York crime scene here with him going to see them. But it'd, it'd be nice if there was another recognizable character other than Ben Ulrich. <laughs> Did you see him in this book, James? <laughs> yes, I saw him. <laughs> he he has him. a perpetual cough, too. I feel bad for this guy. Poncharelli was not available for this to uh, <laughs> to meet with Peter, so I have to go with Ben Ulrich. <laughs> that, that's the book. That's it, right? <laughs> I, I wish I could say more, James B., but... Fire away. Let's go. Keep going. Let's move on. From April of 1985, Stan Lee presents The Amazing Spider-Man 263, The Spectacular Spider-Kid by DeFalco, Friends, Breeding, and Beatty. Oh, great. We have double the amount of 
writers and editors and yeah. colorists. And so this way here, maybe we can have double the amount of commentary for me on this one. <laughs> Spider-Man recaps his status, Joy, with Aunt May, the Black Cat, and Harry and Liz, while the main character of our story, Ollie Osnick, has switched from being Doc Ock's biggest fan to Spider-Man's biggest fan. A day after stopping a mugging, Ollie is getting harassed at school by Brad when Brad's girlfriend, Jane, breaks up with him for picking on Ollie. Can you tell us real quick what Ollie looks like when he's fighting crime? Uh, yes, he has a uh, Spider-Man costume on. He's quite portly. And he has mechanical spider legs that move him around as if he was Doc Ock. It's like he's combined his old favorite villain with his new favorite crime fighter, Spider-Man. Uh, and he has his glasses on, too, <laughs> with, like, holes cut out of the mask. I guess he can't see through the mask very well. It's a little odd. The best thing about Ali Osnick, though, is the way he talks. <laughs> when he uh, goes to break up the mugging, he says, Stop this crime. Desist at once or face my terrible wrath. You know, that's right before he trips over his own legs, actually. So, sorry. Right, you know. <laughs> yes, I'm... I'm worried about Ollie and his situation here. Um, meanwhile, Peter and MJ console Harry, who's also worried, but he's worried about Liz and the baby. Peter goes out. He runs into Ollie. Uh, Ollie is hurt that he can't be Spider-Man's partner. Uh, do you remember the last person who Spider-Man wanted as a partner? Wanted as a partner. Mm-hmm. I remember the last person he didn't want. That w- that was. I don't know if that'll count. That's. Um, oh my goodness. The, That's okay. The You're failing at both these questions now. <laughs> the monkey guy. The, the, the monkey guy. Well, let's call him the Gibbon. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the but gibbon. the answer we were looking for is Cannonball. Cannonball. Oh. Spider-Man said, hey, I'll, you, I'll take you as my partner anytime. Really? Wow. I did not remember. Yeah, he, he said that with the... Remember, because Cannonball was afraid he was going to get in trouble with the X-Men because he oh. was going to be in the newspaper. And then Spider-Man threw out the photos. It was like three podcasts ago. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't Cannibal. know he had said he wanted to be partners in some way, shape, or form. Oh, I guess. Eddie, go, listen to our podcast. All right, it's All right, it's lovely. Me. Well, anyway, Ollie is already can't be Spider-Man's partner, but later he thanks Spider-Man from afar. A gang goes after Ollie and Jane, but Spider-Man dispatches them. After Peter checks in to make sure Liz and the baby are fine, he pays a visit to Ollie in his school, ensuring that Ollie won't be picked on and maintains his popularity as Spider-Man's pal. All right, look, good for you, Ollie. Uh, I, I'm happy Liz had a baby. You know, there was there was some question marks, actually. There's a lot of scenes in the hospital, and the doctor's like, we're going to have to take the baby from her. I was like, what does that mean? But it just means she had a cesarean section, so. Got it. Great job, Liz. Wonderful. I, I will give them credit. Now, we're in a situation where we're covering a couple books of Web of Spider-Man, a couple books of Amazing Spider-Man. Right. We're jumping back and forth. We're trying to do them in sets, but... At least we didn't have to watch the baby being born in three books. That is you know, true. You know, the baby gets born in this book, and then we'll just—it's already out in the web. And then you know, maybe they'll name it in Peter Parker since we haven't got a name for this baby yet. <laughs> Who knows? We, there was no name in here again. I, I searched oh. through. <laughs> well, maybe they name it in the next book. Maybe I missed it, Eddie. <laughs> From May of 1985, Stan Lee presents the Amazing Spider-Man 264: Red Nine and Red Tape. By Craig Anderson, art by Patty. Spider-Man is attacked by Red Nine. <laughs> Red Nine is a young redhead male football player with no helmet and a 
force field around him. They end up battling into a hospital. Like, they crash into the hospital. Yes. Where Red Nine is taken a look at by doctors, while Spider-Man gets involved in an investigation into a mix-up with a patient named Pops McGee. Pops has been mistakenly declared dead, and in a few hours... will have no coverage. <laughs> no Medicare coverage, right? <laughs> Just nothing. He's dead. They're dropping all the coverage yeah. on him because he's not not support. He's not alive. Uh, the, this is the third book featuring a side character that isn't really a villain. Uh, Red Nine's uncle Steve works for NASA, and when he said Red could test out this suit. His buddies put him on a bus to go to New York to brawl with his favorite superhero, Spider-Man. Mm. <laughs> what a backstory, James B. <laughs> well, Peter goes place after place, page after page, trying to get signatures and track down all sorts of people, including a judge. This reminds me of the time when he was trying to get all the signatures on... <laughs> Right, to Try drop to out of school, right? Drop out of yeah. school. Yes, yes. It's not quite as bad. It's close. But at one point, Eddie, he misses a ferry, which made you very happy. It's true, James B., because there is a significant web creation, and we've seen little ones recently, uh, but it is a web wing. He, he misses the ferry, and a speedboat going by is like, do you need a ride, Spider-Man? And so he latches on with some web and then builds this parasail so he can glide over to uh, Long Island and find the judge on the golf course. <laughs> yes, and it's just an opportunity for them to draw you know, a girl in a bikini Yes, <laughs> so they can say, look, young boys, buy this magazine. Uh, did you notice the boat was named Belly Dancer, James B? <laughs> I, I did not notice. I did notice that he was immediately on there. I didn't even ask, see if they if he asked permission. He seemed like he just jumped onto the boat yes. there. But I believe you. If, he, if you said they need a ride, I I was distracted by the, by the Belly Dancer boat and the girl on top of it, I suppose. <laughs> Eddie, Peter eventually gets a copy of the court order. I know you were concerned. Declaring Pops alive. We'll skip the details on that one. And Red Nine actually helps Spider-Man with the situation. Uh, the Medicare guy is the biggest villain in this. Uh, Doctor Rat, it looks like Radaman. That the guy Radaman, thank you. In yes. this weird storyline for a comic, I don't, I don't know if there could be much more said about these books. I, I don't know what's going on in Spider-Man. We didn't really have a villain. The villain was a system that mixed up somebody living on, like, 81st West Street South to Southwest 81st Street or something like that because they declared the wrong guy dead. Right. But, Eddie, that shouldn't happen if you uh, take advantage of today's sponsor. Oh. And that today's sponsor is New York Doctors. Oh. Eddie, whether you're having a baby, trying to figure out a name for it, or being kicked to the curb for wrongfully being declared dead, New York Doctors will have the solution. They have over 3,000 doctors. Today, Eddie, they're going to feature one of the doctors. That's the offices of Dr. Harrow and Associates. Eddie, remember that Dr. Jonas Harrow is a family doctor and rehab specialist unofficially licensed in the United States. Come see him if you have weak bones and are sick of tiresome physical therapy. We all remember that Dr. Harrow can also help with weak skulls, 
weak feet, anger issues, weak hearts, weak bladders, and now joining the staff, Dr. Radaman is there to check if you have medical insurance and yell at patients who don't. Your one-stop shop for all your ailments is Dr. Jonas Howard Associates, an honorary member of the Board of New York Doctors. Uh, Jonas Harrow uh, is our sponsor for today. Um, well, we know he is very skilled at creating supervillains. <laughs> Again, no need to be interactive. They just sponsored the show. I'm trying to add here, James B., but it's, it's Glad difficult. Glad to help. It's so hard. Don't need to stretch the podcast out. People have better things to do. <laughs> Never. Eddie, how can people reach us? You can email us at let's read Spider-Man at gmail.com or on Twitter at let's read Spidey. And I'm James B. Joined by Eddie. And remember, listeners, if you are unpopular at school, Spider-Man will swing by and make you popular. Goodbye. Goodbye. Eddie, you let me write the summaries on these books, and uh, I know that I shorten things up sometimes because I'm used to doing True. Marvel team-ups, but was, did I miss a lot in these books? I, James B., I would not have written summaries much different than this. There's just not a lot here. And I tried with my excited voice today <laughs> as much as I could, but boy, not very exciting, James B. Well, I'll point out one thing that we didn't really feature, but Eddie... Uh, the writers, the artists, the inkers uh-huh. of these three books yes. were all completely different every single time. Wow. So That's no... so weird because it seems like there's a theme to them. You know, like there's all not really villain villains. And they're all, it's, the books are mostly about one side character. Do you think Jim Shooter was like, okay, we need, I, I don't even, what I don't know. I can't even. All right, guys, <laughs> here's your, here's your goal. Don't create a real villain. Don't interfere with any of the Spider-Man storylines. Whatever's happening in the other book, you can reference it in your book if it's already happened. Break on three. What, not, what, a, missed, what a missed opportunity not to have the uh, Flash and the football theme here, too, you know? Oh, that would have been great. So, could have done something with that. It's a great twist. I'm super fearful. I mean, we've seen Ali Osnick before, but this sleazy reporter and then Red Nine...